Also, if you're new to the program, I am a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yes. Ooh, like, I don't know, 12, 13 years in the game, you know? It's rather funny. Um, it quite, it's quite the apprenticeship. Uh. Stand-up comedy, you know? Takes probably like, I don't know, five to eight years to get good. Then like another, you know, around the 20-year mark is where people start to really kind of reap their harvest, you know, till the field. I've been banging it out, you know. It's like I could talk to you about anything in the comedy game on the level of, you know, stand-up comedy clubs to, you know, amateur open mics, hosting your own shows, booking your own shows. Anything past that, you know, fortunately I haven't quite reached, you know, but I'm only, and it's kind of funny, it's like perspective, is a glass half empty or is a glass half full? I'm only 13 years into it and I'm still a very much young man, right? 34 years old. So, you know, I've got 13 years of experience at the age of 34. So, you know, I've been at it for a while and I'm still a young man, still very much in a growing phase. And one thing I want to talk about today is um, voice. Coming up as a youngin in the stand-up comedy game, you're going to hear, if you're an up-and-coming comic, or at least from my experience, one thing you hear people talk about a lot in comedy is finding your voice. It was always kind of confusing to me because we're in a game of words. Right? So, a lot of what we do as comics, at least from my perspective, it's a battle of words. And uh, it's a game of posturing. Right? You can't crack under that pressure. You gotta walk up on that stage and deliver. And, you know, it's a battle of words. Words are in a sense magic you can cast a spell on an audience with your words they're under your spell they're under your influence they're under your hypnotism and you know you kind of drop it like that you get them laughing and then they say things like oh i killed that can really throw you as a young comic. It threw me. You'd always hear people say, yeah, but can you kill? Or that person kills. Or killing, 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 killing all the live long day. Killing up the wazoo. Now, all that really means is to get on stage and do your job. Get on there, be funny, get laughs. But then... That's what I'm talking about. It's a game of words. Did you kill? Are you a killer? Did you kill the crowd? It can really play a mental game on you. A little bit of mental buggery, you know? Oh, did I kill? Am I a killer? Did I kill? Is that killing? And then you get self-conscious. You, oh yeah, I killed. You don't. You, you almost don't want to say that to people because it's kind of 
inflated and arrogant and egotistical. Yet all you're really saying is, I did a good job. It's like the idea of saying, it's like using the analogy of a home run. Like imagine, let's say, for example, to put it into a different context, let's say you're a marketing executive and you're pitching a product and you come up with this campaign and diddly-duh, diddly-doo, you work very hard, you research, you get um, all sorts of visual aids and you write the script and you come up with this big presentation, this big campaign to pitch this product and you deliver it and it goes over perfectly. Then you start to explain the experience and you go, oh, I hit a home run. You know, you, you might feel a little off kilter or a little, you know, did, did you hit a home run? A home run implies you knocked it out of the park or it was perfect. It's a little bit of a weird analogy. It could be, you know, versus actually hitting a home run. If you, if you knock a home run out of the park, well, it's pretty fucking obvious. Yeah, you hit a home run. You know, you, you hit the ball, you ran to first base, you ran to second base, you ran to third place, you know, you pulled your cock out and you slid home, right? It's pretty obvious. That's a home run. The words can be a little tricky at times if you're caught in your head, if you pay attention to these things. So I'm just talking about my perspective. And finding your voice is very much one of those things. Because what does that mean? And as a comic, you hear that so much. It took a while for that person to find their voice. And, you know, um, I guess coming up as a comic, uh, you know, uh, I was out there and I was really just kind of impersonating, you know, some of the people I looked up to. And, you know, I, I was writing my own shitty dick jokes and my dumbass material. And I was really just doing an impersonation of, you know, some of the people I looked up to. And I was really just trying to find my voice. I was really just trying to hit a home run. I was really just trying to kill it. How the fuck is that supposed to help you figure out the job of being a stand-up comic? What the fuck does that even mean? Find your voice? I obviously have a voice. I open my mouth. Words come out of it. And the words coming out of my mouth are in the tone of my voice. What do you mean find your voice? What do you mean kill it? What do you mean hit a home run? You see how these words can just drive you nuts. Just driving you nuts. Right? Well, I recently kind of figured some of this out. As I said, we're very much in the game of um, wordplay. So killing it on stage is just a, a, a way of, um, you know, playing that game, keeping that control. As a comic, you're always trying to control the crowd, you know, which is a good thing because you are the conductor of the comedy. You are the conductor of the show. So you want to conduct the crowd. You want to present your jokes, have them flow and provide a wave for the crowd to ride, so to speak. Right. So you're trying to control that. You're trying to kill. All right. 
Makes sense. You're just trying to do your job. Finding your voice. I started noticing that, you know, yeah, it's very much about perspective on the surface level, right? Find your voice. It's very much about your POV, point of view. And it's very much about your perspective and the topics that you are comfortable talking and finding the way in which you relate and express yourself to an audience. Find a way to be engaging to an audience. That's very much the surface level and that's very true. So finding that, it's not always easy because as I mentioned, a lot of times when you begin, you kind of start by emulating your heroes in a sense or you know, you, you, you puff up a bit of a bravado because there can be that wall you can guard yourself against like, um, you know, the audience. It's kind of like, you know, you want to lash out at them before they lash out at you. So you're a little bit on guard. You know, you're just waiting for that other boot to drop. Because you want to kill, right? So, you know, you, you wind up fucking around by, you know, emulating the certain cadences or the vibes of, you know people you look up to then you also um you know kind of fumble around just talking bravado talking nonsense you know just trying to make yourself appear comfortable on stage so it takes that time to find that sweet spot your point of view your perspective your rhythms your manner of engagement with the crowd you know that's part of your voice but interestingly enough i started to notice a part of voice, for me, I haven't really heard a comic speak on this. I've heard them say this phrase, you know, find your voice. I've heard people say that, but I never heard people say, I never heard any comics say what I'm about to say, which is sort of my perspective on it. It's like the register in which you deliver. It's that hyperbole of your character your heightened character, so to speak. If you ever watch any of the great comics, you know, they all have a general way in which they sound, a general tone. I mean, for example, if it's a black comic, they might have a general American, a general African-American black speaking voice, you know? You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it was wild. Like, you know what I mean? Yo, like, for real, like, uh, you know, my pops taught me that, you know, you know, growing up, you know, I, for a minute, you know, they have like a general speaking voice. But then when they're on stage, you know, they might be using that general speaking ba voice, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, yo, like, yo, it was wild, you know, growing up in the hood, this and that and the other. But when they want to make a point, when they have a exaggerated hyperbole, energy-filled part of their comedy. Yo, motherfucker, that's motherfucker. You know, they get into it, right? It's like that hyperbole of character. Or, you know, like um, an Italian comic, you know, they might be very, you know, like, guy, what do I got to do to convince this guy? 
Ashimi DB. I'm not going into some like impersonation tutorial here, but you know what I mean? They might have a, you know, a, a, an Italian American way of talking. What are you talking about? The guy came over to the hood, niddly dumb, the diddly do. They, they talk the way they talk. But then when they got that hyperbole of character, it's like that heightened character, that heightened voice. You know, I'm not, what I gonna do to talk about it? You know, it was even a bang and a bing and a bang and a boo, and that's a comedy, and that's a meat the ball. And they get up there and they do their fucking yelping and yapping. It's like a heightened voice, a heightened character. So that's kind of what I'm seeing in myself as of late, where it's like this. Like, I come from Western Canada. This is my speaking voice. You know, I'm obviously a black man, but my regional dialect is of a Western Canadian. This is how I talk. This is how I sound. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jonathan Ramtram. I'm a stand-up comedian, actor, thespian extraordinaire. I got a background in acting, theater, come from Western Canada. This is how I sound. This is how I talk. So sometimes when I get into a heightened hyperbole, a heightened characterization, a heightened manner of my accent, that's when I get to the, you know, name's Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan Ramtram, and Ramtram, that's how I hear it. That's how I hear the voices that I came up around. That's how I hear the voices that I grew up around. Yeah, gumshoe, yeah, Shamus, yeah, lazy, lowdown, shiftless, rotten, Jonathan. You know what? You know, if you're familiar with my show, I get to babbling and squawking, talking up a blue streak. And blah, 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 skibbity, bappity, boo, Jonathan. You know, it's it's a heightened characterization of myself, a hyperbole. Finding my voice, that register, and being comfortable with it. You know? And why that's interesting is because a lot of time it takes energy. It takes energy to, sorry, chair squeaking. Uh, it takes energy to, you know, hold that up. And it takes um, command. I mean, if you're on stage for 45 minutes to hour 20, whatever you're doing, whatever time you're doing, some people do like six hour sets. If you're on stage holding down that command, it's not exactly easy, folks, puffing your chest up and being funny and entertaining for that time. Whimsical, entertaining, thought out, engaging. And, you know, that groundedness in your basic character helps you command that time, finding your voice. Whereas when you're flipping and floundering and just being a chameleon, I don't know if that really holds water. You know what I mean? And I don't even know if that's very fun as a performer. Like, I ain't there to show the audience what they want. I'm there to express myself in the hopes that they like what I got. I ain't there just to show them what they want. I don't know what the fuck they want. All I know is what I am, trying to express what I am, with the most clarity and command that I can in the hopes that it's of value and entertainment to the audience. 
So that's uh, something I've been thinking about lately, finding your voice. I'm going to have to touch down on that a little bit more, I think, because, um, hmm, as I mentioned, you know, like, I'm a comic that has a lot of experience, has done a lot for himself independently, but I haven't really reached out to that outer strata of, uh, you know, uh, due to whatever. I mean, I'm comfortable with who I am, whatever, but, um, uh, whatever, you know, still yet more to be discovered. So, um, you know what I mean? And it's all really the same shit, right? Um, in a lot of senses, playing the gigs that are harder or, you know, less... I mean, it's a lot harder to play a room of fucking disinterested drunks than it is to play a room of nice, civilized people there to see comedy. I mean, you have a fighting chance when you actually have a crowd that wants to be there versus a bunch of people that basically hate the fact that you want to do something with your life. You know, a typical bar gig. So, um, I don't know. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire.